Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, okay, today, guys, we are going to talk about when and how to work for free. Guess what? Really flipping rarely. <laughs> Almost never. Almost never. And the funny thing is, as I think especially for newer copywriters, you are going to be tempted to mm-hmm. give, a work, give away your work for free a lot. Or severely underpriced. That falls into the same bucket because at that point, if you're making $5 an hour... It's the same same bucket, same same yeah. sphere of You're giving don't do away it. a valuable skill for way less than you should. Mm-hmm. Um, so, along those lines, the one of the first things that we see a lot for new copywriters is offering to do work for free, mm-hmm. thinking. The rationale being, well, I'm a new copywriter, I'm untested, I don't have a lot of clients, and I really want this work, so I'm just going to offer to do it for free to prove that I can do it. And that is exactly the wrong attitude to take. If you are giving away work for free, it indicates that what you have to offer is not valuable. And no one wants to work with someone who's going to give them copywriting work or copy that is not valuable. You have been training, or if I'm going to make the assumption that if you're calling yourself a copywriter, you have gotten training. Um, you have been training as a copywriter, which means that you know more about writing copy than the average person, which means that you And then have, your clients too. Yeah. Yes. The vast majority of your clients, mm-hmm. which means that you have a valuable skill and valuable skills should be paid for. What you are saying to a potential client when you say, I'll do this work for free. And then if you like it, 
you can pay me or I'll do this work for free. And then like the next project, you could pay me. You are conveying that you are not confident in your skills and that your work is maybe, maybe not valuable. No Mm -hmm. business owner has the kind of time to play around with, or business owner, anybody in any level of business has the time to play around with copy that may or may not be any good. Mm -hmm. That is not the attitude that you want to come in with. Even if you want to respect your, yourself and your services that, you know, again, we're making the assumption you've been trained, you know, you have value to offer. You might not feel that way and it might feel easier and it might feel like I just want a project and I want something in my portfolio and I, I want to work with a client. And so I'm just going to, this is going to be the easy path when taking just a pricing your project with that client. If that client says no and they really want you to work for free, then maybe that's not the right client for you. If they're going to take advantage of someone who's offering something valuable and knows they have something to offer that is valuable, that's not that's not the type of client you want to work with and that's not the habit that you want to get into. Yes. Yes. Just because you are feeling nervous or Mm -hmm. you are feeling self-doubt or something along those lines doesn't mean that your skills aren't valuable. You cannot let your self-doubt, if you're feeling that, you cannot let your self-doubt dictate what your pricing is going to be. Mm -hmm. Under no circumstances should you be going in and offering to work for free. Now, Here's something. If you quote something to a client and they say, well, you know, here's the thing. I've been looking through your portfolio and you just, you don't have the kind of work that we're looking for. And we're looking for someone with a lot more experience. Now, in that scenario, could you say to them, look, I'll tell you what, I realize I don't have exactly what you're looking for, but I'm confident I can do this work. What if I do this small project or this small portion of the project, I'll do it for free and you let me know what you think. And if you like it, then we can, then you can pay me for that and we'll move forward with the rest of the work. That is reasonable, but you can see the difference between coming in and saying, I'll do this work for free. I know that I don't have what you're looking for. I'll do this work for free. There's a big difference between that and saying, look, I am so, and and not starting out the conversation, starting out the conversation by quoting. And if they say, no, it's because you don't have the experience we're looking for or something along those lines, then in that case, you could say, you're right. I don't have that exact kind of experience, but I'm confident I can do this work. So I will do this small portion of work. Small guys, small. Yeah. When we say small, let's, let's give an example. I feel like if a client, for example, is looking for 50 product descriptions, maybe you do one, depending again on the size of the product description. If a client is looking for a new website, you're not going to write a whole homepage for them. No way. You're not going to write a full page at all. You might write maybe a section mm-hmm. of, you know, here's here's what I think this section headline could be in this section copy would say something like this. Yes. You're not, you know, the, the text in a Word doc, people visualizing, you know, maybe it's like not even an inch high on your Word doc screen. Yeah. It's like a couple of lines of copy we're talking yeah. and, and maybe, a, again, a headline or a section header or whatever. Exactly. Not a lot of copy. Minimal. Something yeah. that you should be able to write within like 20 half minutes an hour, to yeah, half max. hour. Yeah. Exactly. But again, you are offering in this scenario, first of all, you're offering to work, yes, quote unquote, for free at that moment. But you're saying, you're basically saying, look, I will do a little bit of work ahead of time. 
because I'm so confident that once you see that work, you're going to want to hire me. That is a totally different interaction and a totally different scenario. One is full of self-doubt and completely devaluing everything that you have, all of your skills. And the other one is full of confidence and also willing to do just a smidge of work ahead of time, knowing that you'll get paid for it later. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Well, and along those same lines, you know, if you, which is actually this is something that I did early in my career, if you see a project or you see a job that's posted or you see something and you look at your portfolio and you're going, you know, I actually, I don't, I really, I don't have anything really comparable to that. Um, I think at the at that point in my career, I was applying to work at a big fashion company, and um, it was. I think we were looking for a lot of a lot of product descriptions, or and I didn't have any kind of fashion work. I didn't have any product descriptions in my work. Um, they were launching a site, and it, you knew it was going to start with product descriptions, but it was going to be the potential, for, which it did end up being a, a lot of work for a lot of years. Um, I didn't have that in my portfolio. If you are in a similar scenario and you're going to apply for a project, you're going to reach out for a project, you don't have anything similar in your portfolio. And it's something that you can put together relatively quickly. Again, 20 minutes, half an hour. Exactly. You can put together a piece to demonstrate that you have the skill to do it. So in that scenario, I wrote a, a product description or two and said, you know, I, I recognize that I don't have this in my portfolio right now, but so I just wanted to put these together to just show you what I can do. And that got me in the door and helped me get the job. And you can do things along similar veins. Yeah. And similarly, you might create a spec piece to put in your portfolio before you even Mm -hmm. send it along. You know, obviously, you know, you might have put those in your portfolio or sent them along with your materials. But either way, it might just be something that you create that's in your portfolio. So when you reach out, they can see that you're already thinking about their brand. And so it's not doing work for free in the sense that they're likely not going to use that spec piece. They're not going to take a magazine ad that you created especially if they're not even advertising in print, but maybe that's something you do. You put together the creative brief, you write your creative brief and you say, Hmm, what's an opportunity? What's a challenge? Maybe what's, what could I help solve? And you're coming up with that idea. So you're showing too, that you're already thinking about the brand and the business and an opportunity that they could take advantage of. Yeah, exactly. If you, you know, or you see, hey, I've been seeing emails from your brand about this. Mm -hmm. Um, I realize I don't have a lot of emails in my portfolio. So I just took the took the liberty of, of putting together a sample of something that I felt would be in line with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And now in that scenario, if you are applying for a job and or applying for a project, and you're like, I want to get in the door, I want to, that is the one scenario where I'd say it's okay to send through just a word doc. If you're Mm -hmm. putting things on your portfolio that need to be Designed. designed. You need to yeah. work with a designer. You need to barter with a designer, not pay a designer. You need to barter with a designer. Our students know that and how to do that and how to find those designers. Um, but that is a one scenario in which I would say, okay, you, you're turning this around quickly. You can send through a Word doc. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put together a spec piece, the best part about that is it's for your portfolio then. And it's, you, it can live there. So there inevitably, obviously, when you're first starting out, if you don't have a certain medium or and you want to do that and show that you can do that or a certain industry, to Nikki's point, she didn't have fashion experience, then you have it and then you have it for any future opportunities. So you're really helping yourself mm-hmm. at that point, obviously, for that specific job and role and to show them and demonstrate it. 
but it's just part of also building your portfolio and having it's good practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And again, in that scenario, are you technically quote unquote working for free? Well, yeah, but you're working. It's really, you're doing the work for yourself yeah. to build your portfolio and to, and, or to make yourself more marketable for this specific opportunity. You're not mm-hmm. doing work that they're going to take and use mm-hmm. and not pay you for. That's mm-hmm. where we get into a lot of, a lot of problems. Um, another opportunity, uh, copy tests. I think sometimes mm-hmm. students get this confused. Um, copy tests are, where if you are applying for work and they say, okay, great, we're really interested in working with you. We'd just like to have you do um, a little bit of just a few samples, a few small sample, uh, I don't want to say projects, like mini projects uh, for us just to see how you incorporate our brand voice or, or whatever. This would constitute a copy test uh, with a couple of, of stipulations, right? It should be a small uh, a small test. Um, and even better if they do something I've, I've had one and I thought this was the best copy test. A, they put a time limit on it. They said, mm-hmm. Hey, you have 30 minutes. We just kind of want to see your thought process. And so it was less about the copy I ended up writing. Yes, I wrote some copy, but I also put notes and, and thoughts and asked questions that I had and would want to ask about the creative brief mm-hmm. and things that I would discuss with designer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they want to see that process just as much as they want to see the end result. Um, so time limit, but they also gave me a project that they had already done. Mm. So it was already out in the world. It was for a postcard. And they said, they didn't show me what they had already done, but I knew because they told me that, hey, this was something that we did a couple months ago. What would what would you do? And so they wanted to see that approach. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If it's something that you are doing for them and they're going to use they either need to hire you for that work or they need to pay you. Yes. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of companies now that will do paid copywriting tests. Um, Some still won't, but again, that's why it's so important to make sure that that test is limited. It's not a company's, if a company comes to you and says, Oh, we have a copy test for you to do. Will you rewrite our homepage and then we'll let you know what we think. No. And in that scenario, you have every right to come back and say, you know, I'm absolutely happy to do a, a copy test. I'm confident that you will see the value in my skills. Um, but this is a project that I would take four to five hours on, and I'm not comfortable doing that amount of work on on speculation or for free. Um, what I'm willing to do is, you know, I'm willing to send you through three versions of this headline, or I'm willing to do, it's you are completely within your rights to to set boundaries. And mm-hmm. if a company said, no, 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 well, that's what all the other, none of the other copywriters have given us, any of the other applicants have given us any problems with it, then walk Not a company away. you want to work for. Yeah. 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 And we have more on copy tests. We'll link in the show notes. We have a whole episode if you're interested in more about copy tests and what to look for and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're thinking, well, all those other copy, all those other copywriters are, are doing all that work for free then I got to tell you, these are either desperate copywriters or copywriters who are brand new and don't know what to do. Yes, exactly. And if they're comparing you versus them and they can't immediately tell the difference, you need to walk away. This could Mm -hmm. be a client that's looking to get the best that they can for the cheapest they they can get. And that's not a scenario you want to put yourself in anyway. No, plenty of clients that are willing to pay your rates, respect your work, respect your value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That starts with us respecting ourselves in these situations. Yeah. 
And it starts with us respecting ourselves, not just in business situations, but in personal situations as well. Friends and family love us. We love them. But if you've told friends and family, as you should, you should let your let people know that you're now working as a copywriter, you're taking work, you're open to projects. It's a great way to potentially find work. But many of them might ask, even not ask, maybe expect and just assume that you'll just do things for them for free. Um, especially, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of us are the people that friends send resumes, friends send cover letters. Hey, can you check this? Can you proofread this? Can you do whatever? Sure, maybe if you want to keep doing that sort of project, I think proofreading, editing, very different work, still within your rights to charge for that. And quite frankly, if you're doing a heavy, more than a five, 10 minute glance through, yeah, yeah, charge, charge, charge these people who are clients, who are taking your time, who are taking your time away from growing your business, from paid clients. Yeah. You can charge your rates. Yeah. And you don't have to be difficult about it either. You don't have to say, I'm a copywriter now. I deserve to be paid. You know, if they say, Hey, can you, though you can, um, (laughs) you're good. That's that's Um, how I tell my friends and family. (laughs) Those are the friends and family you haven't talked to in several years, right? (laughs) I have no more Um, friends and family. (laughs) Estranged. Um, No, but you know, you can, you can just say, if they sent, say, Hey, you know, can you do, that's so awesome. You're a copywriter now. I was hoping that you could maybe do help me out with this. Um, now that you have the, the skills and you can say, absolutely. I'd love to, I took a look at the project and I think I can do this for you for X rate. Mm -hmm. Just keep it simple. And the nice thing too, is when you say it like that, you're implying that like, Hey, I'm implying that you were going to offer to pay me because you're that kind of a classy person. Mm -hmm. So we're just, I'm just going to, the expectation of course, is that I would be paid. You don't have to go into the like, well, I don't work for free. So here's the price. Mm -hmm. Just say, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to help you with this. I took a look at this and I think I could do this for you for X amount. Just make that the expectation. And, -hmm. you know, quite frankly too, they might've been planning to pay you for it and just hadn't gotten to that part of the conversation yet, they might have been sending it through to you to see if it's something you could do. And then they were going to say, all right, well, how much would that cost me? Mm-hmm. So just st- go right to that part of the mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I know sometimes people are like, well, it's my, like, it's my family member. It's my sister-in-law. It's my this. It's my that. Look at it this way. If you, let's say, for example, your brother-in-law is a house cleaner uh, and he it makes his living by cleaning houses in any scenario, would you say, hey, um, my house is really messy. And now that you're a house cleaner and you're a professional, would you mind coming by and just taking care of it? Or hey, you're over for dinner. While you're here, do you mind just cleaning the bedroom? Can you take a look at that stain on the carpet? Yeah, it's kind of messy. No, you would never do that. It's you, if, if, you wanted to hire your brother-in-law, you would absolutely pay him. And then you'd probably be like, hey, well, you're here. Let me have some wine. Let's have some wine. And then right. you, yeah. you know, it, it's the, there's no difference between these two things. Your services are valuable. You mm-hmm. have gotten a lot of training and done a lot of practicing to hone your skills. And these skills are directly attributable to business and organizational results. 
So this is not stuff that you should be giving away for free, even to the people that we love. Now I get, okay, yes, if your spouse or your significant other is like, hey, I was like our company's website, would you do that on the headline? You can take a look over their shoulder and be like, there's no benefit in that. Here's what I would do, mm-hmm. obviously. But when we're talking about like putting in time on projects and doing work, especially work that's going to take you away from pitching your own clients, doing client work. I mean, if it's actually taking your time and attention away from paid work, which really effectively it is, then you should be paid for that work as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And now, of course, you can, you do have the option, maybe you don't charge them your full rate. By that, I don't mean you discount by slashing rates in half. Maybe it's five, ten bucks off. Maybe if you feel more comfortable where you're like, you know what, uh, friends and family, maybe I'll just institute a blanket discount. Mm-hmm. I would figure that out for yourself and have some sort of policy of like, nope, I charge my rates. Totally valid. Nope, I charge five, ten bucks less, whatever it is. Also totally valid, but have that so that if anyone comes to you, you can just, here's, here's what I do in this scenario. You're not like, Oh, should I give, you know, my, my mom this rate and my cousin so-and-so this rate. And, and that's just, you'll get confused. I feel like Mm -hmm. harder to keep track of just, just have a blanket policy for your business of this is how I handle these situations. Um, but the third option is you can just not take friends and family work. And you say, hey, I really value this relationship. I have some copywriters I can recommend for you, which CCA students, you have plenty of copywriters you can recommend to them, which is perfect. Um, so set them up with with someone else so that you can just maintain that relationship and not have to worry about introducing money and business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It can be, things can get a little dicey when mm-hmm. you are working for your loved ones. So Mm -hmm. if you're at all concerned about that, just skip that interaction completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap up, when and how should you work for free? Very rarely. Basically never. Yes. (laughs) Essentially in no scenario should you be working for free. And even never starting for free. Exactly. Take away nothing else. Never start at zero. Exactly. The, the scenarios that we described, the, the expectation is that you would be getting that money, getting paid for that work eventually, if not at that first moment, but absolutely never coming in and saying, I'll do this work for free. No, no. You and your work are worth so much more than that. And the more that you can embrace that, internalize that, and also make that part of your attitude as you talk to uh, potential clients, you talk to anybody about your copywriting anyway, work. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with getting paid for what you do. Yes. There's no nothing wrong with getting paid for doing your job. Yes, exactly. End of story. I don't know why lawyers don't have problems getting paid for what they do. <laughs> veterinarians don't have problems getting paid for, but I know writers where we can be creative, sensitive people, but Mm -hmm. we have very, very in demand skills. So have confidence in that, have confidence in the fact that you have trained and practiced and what you have to offer is worth payment. Okay, so that's what we have for you today. Um, We definitely hope that that comes in handy. Please don't ever come back to us and say, well, I did a lot of work for free. No, 
And if you have done work for free in the past, just break the cycle now. From today onward, make a pact to yourself. You do not do work for free. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Officially make that pact as of now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.